Are you excited to receive the word of God? One more time. Are you ready to receive the word of God? Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, I, want, I would like to invite Pastor Samuel. Samuel, could you please just give him a warm, warm welcome? Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Well, I, I just texted your pastor and I said, can I confirm the location? Because uh, I thought it's still at the uh, Maypax building. Uh, no, it's no, no longer. It's, it's been a long time since you came back here. Praise God. That's so wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. God, God is on the move, let me say this. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I just want to, I'm, I'm so excited, uh, and I just want to say that I truly uh, enjoy your worship all the time. Uh, one of the things I look forward every time coming here, other than myself speaking, okay, <laughs> which is not a big deal, <laughs> but it's, it's your worship, you know, that there's, um, there's such a presence, such an anointing, you know, in this place, and you've got a wonderful, wonderful uh, worship team. Would you put your hands together and give thanks to God for that, amen, hallelujah, amen. Amen. And uh, I, I think I, I should say that we are all worshipers. And uh, together as we worship, we, we, we carry the presence of God. We invite His presence and we carry His presence. So, you know, as we intensify, intensify under the leadership of uh, the worship team and, and your pastors, I just want to tell you, you know, be in anticipation for exciting things all the time. Praise God. Amen. And I want to say exciting things are happening. Exciting things are happening. Um, in fact, um, I, we wanted to do something really different this, uh, this beginning of the year. Um, the, the, the theme that uh, my Chinese congregation have is uh, ready. <laughs> ready. Ready for revival. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, uh, well, there are five components to it. I won't, you know, this is, uh, this, you, you're, you're not my church, so I'm not trying to share this vision with you. But I felt that this ready is so. This word ready is so underrated, and uh, we we the, the readiness we become quite numb to it. I mean, during the COVID, we are ready for like worse things happening, <laughs> ready for new measures being introduced. We are ready for all the negative things. But come on, let's switch switch mode. Tell your friend next to you, let's switch mode. Hallelujah, amen. Be ready for great things. Hallelujah, amen. It's time to be ready for great things. Um, so this, uh, today I, I have a sermon, uh, which I prayed and I prepared. I felt it's a, it's a sermon in season and I feel it's a sermon for you and for all of us. Praise God. Amen. So this sermon comes with, uh, big words. I kind of like put them together and they are, they are, they're all words in the scriptures. So the first thing, uh, you know, I want to share with you is that, uh, you are God's appointed, would you say to your neighbor next to you, neighbor, you are God's appointed. Praise God. So God appoints us to, to bear fruit. And, and because of God's appointment, you, God is going to set you up for something. What is it God is going to set you up for? God is going to set you up for an encounter. Amen. So we, we, we all need to be, you know, uh, people with encounters. Hallelujah. And God wants you to be an ambassador. God calls you to be an ambassador. Okay. Well, don't listen to this as a sermon. Listen this as an oracle of God to you. God is speaking to you that God is appointing us this season. Amen. To be encounter ambassador. 
So I understand that uh, the COVID is, um, the restrictions are lifted. I mean, it's a, it's a great day for the church, praise God. Hallelujah. But you know, we all run into some problems. What's the problem? problem is that we have been three, three years of COVID restrictions have set something into your system which needs to be, you know, reset right now. So uh, the earlier we understand that, the better. So I think Singapore, it's uh, pretty fast on that. Our government is pretty fast on that. They, they, they are telling the world, okay, uh, we are one of the first countries to say, okay, mask off. We are going to open up to other people. But they are not doing that without preparation. They, they have done that with a lot of preparation. So, I mean, close to 100% of the people, I mean, maybe up to 90% are all jabbed. <laughs> and we have a strong immunity. The, the herd immunity is established. And with all the preparation, you know, uh, Singapore government is moving ahead and telling everybody, look, it's, uh, the COVID is something of the past. If it's going to come, we're going to be better prepared this time round than before. And, you know, and, uh, and Singapore is quick to jump into preparation for what's upcoming next. Now, there are three major challenges the world is facing. Number one, it's an uh, energy crisis. Number two is food shortage. With the war, there's going to be a food shortage. So energy crisis, food shortage. The third one would well be water problem. So these things are all in the setup. And no one is to be in their laurels or be like, you know, uh, um, crying over, <laughs> you know, what's passed or the poor economy or the inflation. Because there are major crises coming. And I want to say to us all, praise God. You know, God is on the move. Hallelujah. Amen. And just at this point in time, if you have heard, there is already um, news of the Ashbury revival. That's already spilling. Praise God in, in the States. When, it's going through, when, when America is going through such a bad time, such a tough time. In fact, um, in fact I, somebody tells me, that, uh, you know, a major recession is coming. <laughs> but look, we are not, we are not uh, people going after these news. I mean, because we have better news in the Word of God. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So we give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Amen. So th the, first, the first thing I want to read with us is this uh, scripture. And uh, before we do that, let's uh, just close our eyes and bow our heads as we open this time to the Lord in prayer. Father, we give you thanks and praise. We thank you for your wonderful presence in this place. Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name, Lord, to just touch us in a mighty way to this morning. Lord, we ask you to speak to our hearts as only you can speak. Lord, we pray. Lord, you press a reset button in our lives. Lord, if we need to be recalibrated and reset for what is to come, we give you thanks and praise and in great anticipation and praise. Lord, we bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, John 15 verse 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you, appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit. Now, if I could, I would just kind of like quote it. That the, the fruit that we're talking about this morning is S-O-U-L-S, souls. Praise God. Because that is above all the most precious commodity on planet Earth. And so, God says, He has appointed you, okay, appointed you, that you are able to harvest. 
you know, harvest or mine, M-I-N-E, mine, souls. You know about this cryptocurrency? You know the kind of effort, the amount of resources is put in just to mine cryptos? But think about it. God is talking about, you know, something way, way more precious than gold and anything else. And in God's heart, upon God's heart, God says he is after the most precious commodity ever. And that is souls. S-O-U-L-S. And he has appointed you. I mean, lest we think that God has brought us into this earth just to, just to face the daily challenges and then at the end say, hooray. God says there is, there is far more important and greater thing above all your occupation is to win souls. And every one of us, unless your, your work office is such that it's just computers around you, every one of us, you know, doubtlessly are surrounded with people. The place you live, the place you work, the place you hang out, the place you have entertainment, the place you do anything. You know, God is after the most precious commodity. And what's that? Amen. And God has called you to mine souls or to harvest souls. Amen. That you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, should last. That whatever you ask, see, we are asking God a lot of things in these end times. But I tell you, I, I've asked God for so many things, and God has answered me beyond my imagination. Hallelujah, amen. And I will tell you, this is very exciting. If you think about it and you begin to ask God, if only every moment that you are asking God and every answer to, from God is yes and amen to you. You can be going through examinations. You can be going through uh, 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 a business crisis. You can be going through a marital concern. You can be going through uh, battling medical conditions. But I want to tell you, God is in the business of answering your prayers. Because our God is a prayer answering God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord says you do not have because you do not ask. So there's a problem. We, 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 there, there, there are problems with a lot of us. Number one, we do not know how to give thanks. Somebody in the morning, your, your parents woke you up. Do you say, thank you, daddy? Thank you, mommy, for waking me up. When, when something is presented to you, your breakfast is ready. Do you say, thank you? And when you are in need of something and somebody just come alongside and give and timely hand you just what you need. How appreciative are we? But I want to tell you, God is watching over you, 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 you. Watching over all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Are there not, are there not things that we can thank God eternally for? So there are plenty of things. So, you know, there's a problem. There's a problem with, our, with uh, the generation today. We are so used to things being uh, handed to us, you know, um, uh, that, that we, we unconsciously set into an entitlement mentality. An example of entitlement mentality. Somebody graduates and say, okay, I should command a $5,000 starting pay. I mean, I tell you, it was in the news that somebody asked a, a, a graduate, you know what is your estimated income? You know, a Singaporean, I mean Singaporean, <laughs> shocked, shocked everybody. You know what he, he asked for? 10000 Then my starting pay should be 10000 what has gotten into us an entitlement mentality? We fail to be able to give thanks. So there are many things. 
that, uh, that if we would have gotten it right with the Lord, God is here and he says that whatever you ask my Father in my name, he may give to you. <laughs> hallelujah. And one of the things that if you will begin to ask the Lord for is for souls. Hallelujah. He will give to you. If you ask God, God prosper me so that I can be a, I can, I, wherever I go, I can be a powerful and mighty testimony for you. The Lord will give to you. So, you know, an orientation, reorientation of our prayer. Come to God. Say you come to God at this point. Lord, I come to you with passion, with fire, because I have a need right now to be met. Otherwise, I'll go bankrupt. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm in dire trouble. God. <laughs> you know, when we come to God like that, we didn't get everything right yet. But if you come to God and say, God, and you are doing well, and you say, God, whatever I have is yours. It all came from you. Let God beyond anything else. Lord, I want your heart. I want to love you. And I want to do your will. Lord, is there anything else that you want me to ask you for that I have not asked? And you begin to ask the Lord. God is going to bless you. Bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, just say interjection uh, on this point. You know, I, I've, I've planted the Chinese congregation, our church, from zero, with zero resource. And um, when I started, I told Pastor Young, I said, Pastor Young, doesn't matter. I see there are some parents that are not yet saved. I'd rather the parents be saved and in, in the same congregation than to be saved and go to another congregation because we don't have a Chinese congregation. So I said, Pastor, it doesn't matter. I don't need a salary. I don't need anything. And um, I will just serve. Why? Because your people, they are my people. And I'm a son of this house. And you know, so Pastor Yang said, no, no, I can't. I, I got to give you something. Pastor Yang, give me only whatever we are, we are comfortable to handle. But, you know, that is not... Uh, what you give to me is not going to, be going to be a condition of how I'm going to serve. At a certain point, I told Pastor Young, Pastor Young, my Mandarin is only so-so. But anytime you have a better pastor, anytime, you know, uh, let that better pastor <laughs> take this role. I've been a custodian of the Chinese congregation from that day until now, till forever. <laughs> Hallelujah, I don't know when. <laughs> But you know what? God has really blessed us. We have never lacked. My wife and I, we have a business. Uh, we have a business. It's an it's a accounting firm with, uh, a, uh, with back-end services, um, a company, incorporation company. So we, we have done that. And uh, to supplement, number one, to supplement, but number two is to be relevant to the marketplace. And you know what? The Lord has really blessed and prospered us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, this is how, this is the humble beginning we started. But you know what? How did we come through so many years? When I needed a van for the, for, to ferry the people, uh, it was costing us $70,000.
at, at those days. And uh, I was ferrying mainland Chinese fab, uh, wafer fab workers in those days. So these people only have $500 a month. And they have to pay the agent. They have to live off it. And so transport, paying for MRT transport and, uh, and transport to come to church all the way from Woodlands to East Coast is a hefty sum for them. And so I said, God, how can these people who needed the gospel and yet, you know, we do not have, uh, there is no vehicle to help facilitate them because of their financial situation. I begin to ask God, I say, God, because I believe this is in alignment to your will, I'm going to ask you in faith for provision, supernatural provision to purchase the van. Now, it was a hard thing, very, very difficult thing. There were a lot of obstacles. Number one, the regulation is such that you need to have 10 uh, full-time workers in your company to be able to entitle to register for one passenger van. And so we did not have, we are a small team. But you know what? The Lord gave me wisdom. I wrote into one friend's father who is a PDT. Uh, I don't know, short of being an MP, is a PD, PDT. And uh, he wrote a letter to LTA. And uh, cut the long story short, I was given approval <laughs> to own a van without complying to the 10 regulation. So that came as a good news. And now I need to raise money out of uh, the many poor people, quote-unquote, in the congregation for the van. We have a few people who can afford a few thousand dollars, I believe, but not everybody was going to give that. The Lord put in my heart uh, to have a, a, a simple plan. For example, 50 people contribute $50. And then uh, 20 people contribute uh, $100 and, and, and so on. And then left with maybe two, three people contribute $5,000, something like that. And you know what? Within one month, I raised cash for the purchase of a van. And everything came through. And all my church members were like, was like, oh. But you know what? It all came with an inspiration from one visiting pastor who came. He visited my humble home in Woodlands, a four-room flat. And it was packed with people that was receiving the gospel and getting saved. And at the end, this pastor from Belize, right? He's a Taiwanese who, who, who has got his citizenship in uh, Belize. And this pastor, he said, you know, I was sending him. He said, Pastor, do you have a car? I said, Pastor, you don't know Singapore cars very expensive. <laughs> and then he said, oh, yeah, okay, never mind. But you're doing God's work. So I was, I was trying to flag a taxi for him. And he said, he held my hand. He said, Pastor, I, 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 I know God is going to provide for you. So receive it in Jesus' name. And I said, yes, pastor, since you said, I receive in Jesus' name. That faith arised. Sometimes we need that. And I pray for some of you, it's today. Hallelujah. Amen. And something, you know, all the difficulties to having a van. Well, I tell you why, okay? Because in my whole cornerstone church of so many denominations, I mean, so many language congregations, the Chinese congregation is the only one <laughs> with our own van. The only one with our own van. And why? 
because it came that way by faith, with a purpose, when I begin to ask God, God, you know, give me a reason to ask you for things. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, another one. So, uh, we, we, we had our cars. Uh, so, I mean, we, we run a business. So, we, we have, have a work, working, working vehicle for our company. But, you know, I started to pick up pastors for the congregation. And I said, then, you know, my spiritual father, Pastor Aaron Jen, and Jen Jen, they are Americans, they're big. <laughs> so, so, a few times, I needed to borrow a car to pick them up, but still it's not big enough. And um, so, something inside my heart, when, uh, you know, at a certain point, I said, God, you know, provide for, provide for my wife and I. <laughs> In Jesus' name, now that we have a business, provide for my wife and I to get a vehicle so that we can uh, honor the pastors and the speakers who come. So my wife and I, we have, uh, we, we, we in common love a car, Toyota Camry, when we were in Australia. So we drove the, the big one, 2 point something cc, 2.3 cc, 2.3 liter, uh, big one, in Australia during our honeymoon. And it's for the longest time. Now, this is the only car that we have no contention <laughs> when we decide to buy. I want to say yes. So, here it is. I, I decided, I said, God, we want to honor you. We want to show an example to the church how to honor the servants of God. And I, I said, okay, we've got to start somewhere. Our, our, you know, our church, you know, think about it. Many people are... are um, you know what are, in, are basically salary workers and so on. How do they afford it? So you know, and I said, God, I'm going to see a reversal in the whole situation in the church. I'm going to see in Jesus' name that uh, there will be those with abilities coming into the church, and it's going to change. So I, I asked the Lord. I said, God, start with me. You know, we we don't need another vehicle. We're happy with what we have. But we want to have one vehicle for your servants. And you know what? Um, one day at Cornerstone Level 3, uh, we have a car, a second car, second-hand car dealer who is our church member. And for whatever reason, every time I drive up that, that car park, I see this same Honda, I mean, sorry, Toyota Camry. I see the same Toyota Camry. I was like, wow, why is this Toyota Camry keep appearing before me? <laughs> And I was wondering, whose car is that? So one day, once I, after I got clearance from my wife, I said, I'm going to go down to the second floor. I'm going to ask this friend, okay, Francis, I'm going to ask him uh, how much this will cost. I, you know, it's like when you ask how much and you want to. <laughs> it, might be, it might be a bit beyond, right? And I did this. I said, tell, tell me how much, you know. And he says, Pastor, you're making it very difficult for me, you know. Why? Because second-hand car, second-hand car dealers... They want to sell the car high for a better profit. But now the one who is asking for the car is the pastor. <laughs> so he said, Pastor, you're making it very difficult for me. Okay, please don't tell anybody. I'm going to give it to you, 60000 You You take the, this. This was like before. And I said, wow, thank you, thank you. Please, he said, please don't negotiate with me, all right? Final, I said, yes, thank you very much. I went, my wife is happy. I'm happy. He is happy. Praise God. And then we had the car for that number of years. But I just want to say this, all right? The point is not about having something. It's about having something for God's kingdom, for God's purpose. So I'm, I, 
Pastor, why are you sharing with me this? I'm sharing with you that it is time for all of us to arise. Hallelujah. Amen. To begin asking God. Because God is in the business of answering your asking. Hallelujah. But we've got to begin to ask. And we've got to begin to have a list of things that is aligned with God's purpose. And begin, you know, asking. Aggressively. Spiritually. Because that will please the heart of the Father. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So God appointed you. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, God appointed you. Acts 1 verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Right? You know, when somebody experienced the power of the Holy Spirit upon you, what is that? Let me tell you, that's an encounter. And we need to encounter God all the time. I, I have encounters with God all the time. God is not slack in giving you an encounter unless you are afraid to take it. God is not slack in giving you an encounter, but unless we are afraid of an encounter. But if you say, God, encounter with you is great. Because encounters with God makes you great. With every encounter with God, you look at life differently. With every encounter with God, you, you value things differently. With every encounter with God, you get enlarged and you live your life more purposefully. So God is in the purpose, sorry, God is in the business and it is God's interest and desire that you encounter Him. Hallelujah. Amen. And I tell you, I have a lot of encounters a lot of times. Um, I encounter the most when I am outside of my comfort zone. So I tell you, I have a, I have a great enemy. The enemy is comfort. So when, when, we, when life is rough, we ask God, God, when do you give me peace? But we, we very carelessly confuse peace with comfort when God's desire is to give you peace to sail through all of life's storms. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, we got to be shaken out of our comfort. Hallelujah. So God says in Acts 1 verse 8, He says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. What's that? To be a representative of Jesus. So if I, if you and I have not encountered God, we are unable to be representative of Jesus in a certain way. So I'm going to speed up. There are, there are so many things in my life, okay, so many encounters in my life, but I'm just going to talk to you. I'm going to share with you three, right? And, and some of these stories you've heard before because I've been here for quite a few years. The first one is my ankle. When I was a student, I played badminton. I love to play badminton. So I, I love to take difficult uh, shuttles. When uh, return shots were difficult, I like to stretch and surprise people that, hey, he can do it. <laughs> and so, you know, there was one time when I thought uh, it was okay. The shuttle landed just, you know, over the net. And I attempted to reach for it. I did reach it, but at a price. I compromised my ankle. My ankle overstretched and cracked. And then, guess what happened? I was limping the rest. Not on my life. <laughs> I was limping. 
the rest of it. it I was limping so bad, and uh, it came time for me to be enrolled into the army. I was a rugby player. So everything else was not a problem. I have a dislocated shoulder. I could still do chin, chin ups with a dislocated shoulder. But here it is. I can't carry, you know, the SBO, standard battle order, and do the, foot, the, the road march with my leg the way it is. And so, you know, I, I, I was exempted uh, as a result of that. I went to see a lot of doctors. I went to see Chinese sincere. I went to see. So the whole, the whole saga lasted three, more than three years. Now, I was limping. I saw the doctors. I saw the Western doctors. I saw the Chinese doctors. I spent a huge amount of money. It was to no avail. And, you know, I thought to myself, I, I, I am I'm done for. I mean, maybe I, I'm, I'm okay handsome-wise. <laughs> I'm okay everywhere. But then, look, this limping thing is not... Oh, you know, I, my image was bad. <laughs> and it's like inside of me, my mommy was saying, look, you serve a living God. Tell me your living God can heal you. You know? And I was being taunted. And I was upset. So I'm feeling like I, I, am, I don't have an answer to that problem myself. And here it is. I said, God, you are my God. Am I going to limb the rest of my life just because I was foolish to try to hit a shuttlecock? <laughs> is, is, that, is, that a, is that a life sentence for me? I asked the Lord. And you know what happened? It was in a meeting like this. It was in Penpack. Uh, Pastor Peter Tan that was, was in town. He is a, he's a prophetic uh, guy, a pastor. He hardly knew any of us. And I was serving. The aircon was as cold as this, I remember. And, uh, you know, those of you with joint pains, you know, you know what it means. I was feeling that way. But, you know, but my heart was on fire. And then here it is. The pastor was looking this way. He was giving prophetic words that some of you, that there's a lady in red. You are having, you know, a, a cancer. And God says you're going to be healed. Yes, there were quite a few ladies in red. But one of the ladies in red cried and responded. Then there, there, is, a couple, there is a couple here who, is, uh, who, who, who you are struggling and you are contemplating divorce. And God says, no, don't divorce. God is your hope. Come forward right now, you know. One lady was sitting there and the other guy was sitting here. Both of them came forward and then they met each other and their husband and wives that wanted to divorce. And both of them repented and their marriage was saved that night. And then there were different words of knowledge given. And then there was this particular point. He said, there is somebody here. Right now you have, you have been praying. God heard, heard, heard your prayers. You played, you played in some game. You hurt, your, you hurt your leg. No, you hurt your ankle. And then it's, what, it's, your, it's your left ankle. And, and, and so on and so on. And then I was limping. I was like, who is that? Who is that? I, I need to go and help. And just as he was saying all those things, I said, hey, yeah, left ankle. Yes, it's me. I said, now the presence of God is here with you. Receive your healing right now. And he began to shout. And then all of a sudden, whoa, boom. I jumped. And then I don't know what happened. I think my ankle popped in place. Supernaturally. And then I said, wow. But I'm still cold. But is the pain there? It's not painful anymore. But I've been walking like this for a long time. So even though the pain is no longer there, it's like I have to relearn to walk properly. And I said, wow, okay, okay, wonderful. I was so excited. You know, I, that was in, in, in Mandarin Hotel uh, in uh, Pan, Pan Pacific. I was staying at the uh, Golden Mile Tower nearby. So it's actually walkable distance home, but it's far. <laughs> it's quite a few bus stops. I decided that day that I'm going to try walking home. 
But you know what's in my heart? <laughs> I'm going to tell my mom the moment she opens the door. Jesus healed me. Hallelujah. I was going to tell her that I'm well. So I was, I was all ready. But let me tell you, there was a lot of doubts. Hey, is that, is that real or not? <laughs> is it because, wow, he was too loud? <laughs> Did he shock me? <laughs> or what happened? Did, am I really healed? Or is the pain going to come back? So as I was walking back, every thought was like, oh, the pain might come back. You are not here to really heal. I resisted in Jesus' name. I, I determined in my heart. I said, God, I'm going to, I'm going to testify. It's, there's only going to be one way. This conversation is going to go one way. That God, at the end, when I stand, no matter how it is as I'm walking home, whether it be painful or different things coming along the way, I'm going to fight it in Jesus' name. And then when I finally meet my mother in the eye, when she opens the door, I'm going to tell her, look, I'm completely healed. So I premeditated this along the way. Guess what? When I got home, I had the chance to do it, and I was completely healed from then until today. Hallelujah. Amen. First story, A, ankle. Second story, B, baby. For 14 years, we didn't have a baby. I got married. I knew my wife when she was a younger girl. We were in the youth club. Okay? So I knew her for four years before we started courtship. And I was in courtship for eight years. So four plus 12. Uh, sorry, four plus eight, 12 years. Then we got married 14 years. Total, 12 plus 14, 26 years, we didn't have a child. <laughs> but we have a lot of spiritual children. We were doing missions, we were happy. And uh, you know what? Until when? Until one day when we did a One Love conference, Pastor Philip Mentofa was in town. I was, I was uh, honored to host him. He was sitting in my in in the in the navigator seat. My wife was sitting behind. We were past this Shears Bridge. He looked behind and said, "You guys have kids, don't you?" And uh, and we said, "No." But look, we have a lot of practice. We have more than fourteen years telling people we don't have a kid. <laughs> so we were we were we, we easily brushed it off and uh, and then you know and Pastor Philip said, "No, no, no. The Lord tells me you have a kid." So. Ruby, why are you laughing? Laugh, talking to my wife. Ruby, why are you laughing? <laughs> you just wait and see. You know what happened? We, that was in the month of June. And then we went to, went for missions the rest of the, the months. And uh, sometime in uh, September, three months later, my wife suddenly called me. Now, my wife normally calls me, but today when she called me, it was uh, like suddenly called me. <laughs> What's that? Hey, uh, yeah, yeah. What's that? I think uh, I tested positive. Eh? <laughs> uh, I think I have a. I, I think uh, I see what positive. The pregnancy test lah. Oh, you test how many times already? <laughs> she said, "Oh, I, I tested two times already." So my wife is a very practical person. She's a very scientific person. <laughs> Tested two times. So if she had not, honestly, if she had not tested, she would have called me. <laughs> and you know what? For us, it's like, oh, we never had it. This, this is like so surprised because we were not in the business of baby making after 14 years. And it, where did it come from? The only thing that we can trace back to is Pastor Philip's prophecy. And all of a sudden, she got it. I tell you how amazing this is, right? Uh, after that, I said, okay, let's not be in a hurry. We checked it out. Cut the long story short. 
um, confirmed that she was uh, pregnant. And then, you know, my wife won, uh, won, a, won a set of two tickets, movie tickets, all right, at the Lido Theatre. set of two tickets. And she said, honey, let's go for a date. And uh, we have got these free tickets from Safra that I won. I said, wonderful. Do you know what? For the two tickets, when we walked in, it's something like that. Right outside, there's a counter. And then it's actually tickets offered uh, by the Family Planning Department of Singapore. <laughs> they had these celebrities, right? They had this, uh, the, the Chen Zichai, you know, Chen Zichai, Singapore celebrity. And, uh, and uh, Xiang Yun, right? They, they are a couple. They have kids. So they were there uh, talking about the joy of having children. <laughs> so look, right after we tested, <laughs> we got this pair of tickets. And then we walked in for a free show and then only to sit there <laughs> to hear, to have a pre-talk about the joy of having children. And we were flipped over. I said, God, you know everything. I mean, cut the long story short, everything that my baby needs was completely provided for for the last 12 years, supernaturally. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the third one, which you have heard, chronic disease. A, B, C. <clears throat> My wife <clears throat> was diagnosed with uh, chronic disease, two problems, hyperthyroid and diabetes. So my wife, before the pregnancy, she already had to inject insulin, jab insulin before every meal. She has to properly titrate <clears throat> the amount of insulin according to her eating habits. This is so difficult. It's been like for the past so many years. And so my wife was going through that whole process with the injection. She almost flipped out quite a few times because when you inject insulin, you must eat the right amount of food. And when you did not control it well, she will, she will go hypo, hypothemia. She will get knocked out. Her, her hands will start to turn cold and claspy. And it is life-threatening. I have saved her quite a few times when she is on a bed and she carelessly overshot and uh, did not have enough sugar. Sugar dropping below four. And... Uh, so I had to quickly uh, save her, help her uh, fast enough. So she's been going through that pro problem for the longest time. <clears throat> she had, uh, she started to balloon because of the insulin, insulin jab. She started to balloon and her image was all, you know, um, it was very bad for her self-image. You know, in fact, uh, I paid for her to go slimming, which is of zero use. <laughs> Because a problem or something else. And you know what happened? Um, it has been with her for so long. If you can imagine with me what she was going through. You know, with the, with the grind of life. And uh, with that condition that she has. With a um, deteriorating self-image. And you know what? I was feeling for her. I prayed for her. We have had a lot of pastors and speakers who have come. Uh, Heidi Baker, different ones who, who could pray for her. But she didn't see a breakthrough. Cut a long story short. <clears throat> one particular time, I was serving the Lord as, as always. And then I was taking care of this guy called Ron Hicks. 
at the Kingdom Wealth Conference. And then, all of a sudden, when he was ministering to people, he opened up his Bible and he pulled out a testimony about somebody in the States who was having a way more serious condition than my wife. And this particular person was on an insulin uh, automated machine that, that actually tests the blood and uh, put in the necessary. This person was, uh, I mean, started going through that when she was a child. And so there was one point in time that this person decided that I'm so tired of being sick. I'm so sick of being sick. That she decided one point when she met this, uh, she, she was in an ice cream parlor. She decided to take her own life. She said, I'm going to take off my machine. And um, that machine has to be connected by, in, in the hospital by professionals. Now, she is there in the outskirts of somewhere, and she decided that I'm going to, I am sick of being sick, that she decided that she's going to take off the machine and eat the ice cream that she wanted to eat. She said, if not, there is no point. And so, Ron Hicks uh, was there, and she believed, she, she heard Ron Hicks share with her the gospel. She said, all right, well, if Jesus can heal me, who cares? She literally did that. And then, uh, she took, Two big bowls of ice cream. As she was doing that, she was calling people. She was calling randomly people, calling the mother, calling different ones. I'm here in this ice cream parlor. You know, I'm sick of being sick. And I'm going to, now I'm eating ice cream. I'm enjoying it. And after she called, she called another one. She kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. And she kept eating and kept eating and kept eating with the machine unplugged. And Ron Hicks was a medical doctor by training. He said, this lady would have died long time ago. But how did she survive two ice cream without that machine? And then, you know, lo and behold, <clears throat> she, as she was calling, she was weeping. And then she finally has no more numbers to call from her phone. She just pressed a random number. And the random number was picked up by somebody on the other end of the phone. This somebody on the other end of the phone you know, did not, was not given a chance to say anything, but she just babbled. I don't know who you are, but here it is. I just called randomly and I called you. I want to tell you a good, I tell you something. I've been eating. This is my second bowl of ice cream. I've never eaten ice cream all my life. I'm on this sustaining machine and I, I have decided I'm sick of being sick and I just received Jesus. I believe Jesus healed me. This is my second bowl of ice cream. He just kept rambling. And you know what? This guy over the other end of the phone, you know, was like shocked. So, Pastor Ron Hicks took over the phone, who happened to be next. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This particular person, I just ministered to this person, he, she's going through this, 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 and I'm, I'm sorry about it. And the guy said, wait, 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 wait. It's no coincidence that I'm picking this phone because I'm going to end my life until this telephone rang. If your God can help this lady, your God can help me. And the person received Jesus. Praise the Lord. This whole story was proven because the testimony came out of a thank you card given to Pastor Ron Hicks. After several years, this girl was still living, surviving, without a machine, completely healed from that incident, and now serving the Lord Jesus fervently. And he gave, I mean she gave Pastor Ron Hicks this card, thank you card, and said thank you. It was that moment of encounter 
that my life is never the same. Now, my wife came. I pleaded with my wife, please come. I said, lots of people have prayed for you, but this time is different. I said, would you come? And she made her way to church. <clears throat> and Pastor Ron Hicks pulled out that testimony and retold her the story. My wife said, wow, what coincidence. I mean, how many of such coincidences can you get to have a pastor have a right testimony? You have a bad condition. Somebody with a worse condition got healed. And my wife said, in, I mean in tears, she said, okay, you pray for me. A lot of people have prayed for me. I've suffered this for more than 10 years, but never mind, pray for me. <laughs> and after we prayed for her, she went for a medical in the next two weeks. In the past 10 years, her HbA1c had never dropped from 10, below 10 point something. For the first time after, <clears throat> two weeks after this prayer, this one time, she had an encounter her medical condition showed that her HbA1c has dropped from 10 plus to 8.6. So, the healthy range is 6.2 and below. So, my wife is not yet healthy at that time. <clears throat> but, subsequent to that, she kept improving like never before. And I tell you the amazing news. The doctor checked her whole condition and said, what happened to you? I think I have to take you off all your injections. And my wife suddenly, right, her, her testimony, I will send Pastor, I will send to Pastor uh, Stephen her testimony because one day we met with Pastor Yang. Pastor Yang was so busy, he didn't get to meet us for a long time. She suddenly saw my wife. She said, what happened to you? Because my wife was physically transformed, supernaturally. From a balloon, you know, from being, you know, totally ballooned from insulin, she just zooped down. And all her clothes are downsized to S. <laughs> Chronic disease, both hyperthyroid, which is life sentence, and diabetes. My wife is completely cured of both. Praise the Lord. So, you know, I just want to say, encounter. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. You know what? Nowadays... When I see somebody without kids, I pray for them. I have already a very high success rate of praying for people without kids and they got kids. I had an ankle injury. I am very, I'm okay with praying for people with leg problems and joint problems. And now I believe I can pray <laughs> and reverse for people with chronic disease. What does that mean? God called us to be an ambassador. And we need to have an encounter to properly represent him. What is it you have gone through in your life? It's not meant to be, it's over, I hope it doesn't happen again. No. God says that encounter, that challenge that you had, and the victory that I gave you, it was to set you as ambassador, to go forth, to be a witness to the multitudes who have not tasted this power. Amen. So there will be power when the Holy Spirit come upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and the rest of the world. Amen. Very quickly, go home to your friends and tell, witness to them what great things the Lord has done. <clears throat> One of the things we have to learn is to tell people what great things He has done. Because the more you tell, the more real 
some of these testimonies, remember the testimony I told you about my ankle. How many years has that been? It's more than 30 years. Easily more than 30 years. I am still using the testimony, praise the Lord. And people are still being blessed and healed by that. Let me ask you, are there testimonies which you say it was the past? God says, bring that testimony out. Give thanks to God for it. But don't stop there. Because I have only given you ABC testimonies. There is DEF and more. Hallelujah. How many of you say, God, I, I want to have an encounter with you, amen, in your business, in your family. And then I, I tell you, this is the hour that we need to go out and boldly proclaim, hallelujah. You know, uh, my wife's testimony happened several years ago. But, you know, my wife was like very uncertain and he did not know how to use his testimony. And this whole thing started after meeting Pastor Young and Pastor Daphne. And they said, we must record your video. <laughs> and we must start to tell the story. And you know what? The testimony has been used. So many people were blessed by it. So many, many people were blessed by it. That they were, they were coming. And now, now my, my wife is really famous in our 5,000 over people church. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5, 20 to 21. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So we have a call to bring other people who do not know God, to be reconciled to God. Amen. I'm going to go real fast with a few key scriptures, and I will just mention right, what it means when you are a witness. Number one, you cannot but speak. When you go through those things in life, in your life, and, and God came through for you, you know, you come to one place where you say, wow, there is no way I can stop talking about it. I cannot but speak. So somebody was forbidding the servants of God from telling and sharing the story. But you know, the, the Bible says, and now, when they saw the boldness of Peter, when you encounter God, there is a boldness that will come upon you. Why? Because you encounter something that said, wow, there's no way this can be coincidence. Wow, God's hand was there. Whoa, who am I that God remembers me? Who am I that God would do this for me? So, when we encounter God that way, there is a bonus that come upon you. The next thing I want to talk to you about is the Lord working with you. How do you, how does, how does it feel like when, when you share the gospel, when you share a testimony, and then somebody else is getting touched and healed by it as you're talking about it? How does it, how does it feel for you? You must be full of joy and thankful. Amen. And I tell you that's the way it is. If you will speak, God will work with you. We got to open our mouths. And when they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming them with, uh, through the company of signs. Amen. When we go out and we begin to speak, things start to happen. Things start to happen. When you boldly preach His word, he will faithfully back it up. 
of Samuel in the Bible, Samuel the prophet. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. You know, this, this is the day God wants, whoever will say, God, I want to rise up boldly to declare your word. You say you are a healer. God, you know, I believe. When you, if anyone would stand up to declare his word, God says, hallelujah. He will not let your word fall to the ground. Amen. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Friends, you know, today, the testimony of what my wife went through is going out to many people with the same chronic disease. And they are finding hope. And they are coming to church and receiving prayers. If there are testimonies in this church, in your lives, I want to challenge you in this next season to go out. First, ask God, God, show me what is it you have done for me that I have not been faithful to go out and share and tell the world what great things you have done for me and my family. And then put some effort to it. Put them into an article. Put with, with pictures of testimonies. And, uh, and, and just find somebody who, whom, by prayer, you believe is going to be a blessing to that person. And you start sending out an encouragement. You will be surprised what God is going to start doing in your midst. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, so do not hold back what God has done for you. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, not I, but Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. No longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and with your testimony. You know about preaching. Many times we say, okay, I will invite them to church. They will hear the pastor preach. But here is what Francis, St. Francis of Azizi, he said. Preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. You know what that means? It means to say that before you share a testimony, live a life. Hallelujah. That everyone who witnessed your life can witness the God in your life. The gospel that we have is not in word only. It is very powerful. It is very powerful. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but in power, in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance. The gospel, within the gospel, is explosive power. The right words going out will set a person free. You know, I'm going to pray and ask the Lord that God, would you just rise to your feet with me right now? Paul says that I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and unwise. So as much as it is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. You know, friends, you are all given a circle of people whom, had it not been for you, they would not have heard the gospel. And Paul says, 
owe no one anything except love. You know, at this stage, God so wants us to, to say, God, I want to give. Could I, could I encourage you to just open the palms of your hands before God? As a sign of receiving from God, but also giving to Him. And say, God, here I am. This is my life. Lord, I want to... I, 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 you know, far be that I should hold back the goodness you have given to me. Use me. Use my testimony. Use my life. Father, we thank you for the words of the Lord. We thank you for the purpose, for the plan that you have for us on this earth. That we are the hope for this world. And Father, we thank you for this great, wonderful opportunity that we can be a blessings, a witness for Christ. Use us, God, and bless you people, Lord God. Empower us, fill us with your power, encounters with you. Father, we pray that you continue to protect your people. Use them mightily for the glory of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for the word of the Lord. Seal it in our hearts. Let it grow. We bless your name, Lord. Will you please lift up by your hand and receive the blessings of the Lord. May the blessings of our Heavenly Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you from now on and forevermore in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. God bless you. You may be it. Thank you, Pastor Samuel. And if you are not in a hurry, you can help us to pick up. And God bless you. Have a great week ahead.